Episode 97, sponsored by Privateer's Harley Davidson. Today we have Ontario ATC coach Jesse Gao, as well as Halifax native Andrew Keyes. Let's do it. Hello folks, how are you? Welcome to episode 97 here of FLA Exposure. Dropped the ball a little bit on the intro, I'm having audio issues. Really, you know, if I'm not doing these episodes every day, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So my apologies uh, and thanks for your patience. Again, episode 97, sponsored by our friends over at Privateers Harley-Davidson here in Halifax, uh, the East Coast's largest dealership. Uh, great, uh, great, really, really great supporters of East Coast MMA for a long, long time and martial arts in general. So check them out at privateersharleydavidson.com. All right, let's get into it, folks. We have a fantastic show here, episode 97, hard to believe. Uh, I guess before we get into it real quick, I want to give a quick another shout-out to Beat It Sport, uh, a great sponsor of ours, 400 nitrates, 400 milligrams of nitrates in every single dose. Let's try it out. I always take it before training, about an hour and a half before training, folks. 100% pure concentrated beet juice with lemon. Mm-mm. Don't smell it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo. Shit. All right. That gets me hyped up for our first guest of the show, folks. Black belt under Mr. Jake McKenzie and Rowan Cunningham, uh, the MMA coach at Adrenaline MMA uh, with, man, you know, the list of killers they got there. Obviously, Mr. Mark Hominick, um, Horodeki, Stout. Clemens, now obviously Jesse Ronson getting his dues, which is so great to see, not just for Canadian MMA, but also those guys and their team. They put a hell of a lot of work in. Jesse's come out here, competed as well for us. A, a really great guy for martial arts and just an all-around positive person. So uh, let's bring him on. And uh, without further ado, Mr. Jesse Gow. How are you, buddy? How you doing, brother? Good. I'm good. Awesome, man. Good to see you. Is that, I always wonder to pronounce your name. That's correct. Gow, right? It's it's goth actually. Shit, it's okay, dude. Everybody gets it messed up. It's all good. It's not an issue. Right. At all. Well, that's the spelling. I know that. Yeah, everyone gets confused about that. I always just tell them like say the word cough and then put a G in front of it, and it's that easy. But I should I should have known that. I should have went to our event. But how you been, man? It's been a while. I've been good, man. I've been on quarantine for a couple of weeks. Uh, I just got back from uh, Fight Island mm -hmm. with Jesse Ronson. Uh, it was a freaking awesome experience man frightening okay. and awesome at the same time but uh it was pretty cool man and uh you know for him getting the win the way he did i'm proud as a coach man it was awesome i bet yeah. it, it's you know we'll, we'll get back to the trip itself but like going back to jesse right away well we have it you know for a guy that's put in his time he like three really tough decision losses. i think it was three am i correct in the ufc yeah yes it is yeah. really tough fights too and the guy he's a guy that i kind of grew up watching when i got into mma like as always you know he obviously the other guys too but jesse was like when he was fighting for the score fighting series and stuff and just like a really high level fighter so it was really great to see him actually get his dues man absolutely man and to be there was like you know to be like there with him and share the moment was awesome i can i can tell you it was, it was just crazy experience uh, he's definitely yeah. way better than he was with the first round. Uh, this time coming around, I don't see too many people at 55 stopping him at all. I mean, he just stopped a guy that's never been stopped at 170, and he's fought some of the toughest guys. So I was thrilled for Jesse. He, it's something that he really worked hard for, you know, especially after the debacle in December. Like back mm -hmm. in uh, when, he, when he got cut, it was I was there with him. It, it, to see it like just taken away from him like that was was hard, but uh, yeah. he doesn't quit, man. He doesn't quit. He worked hard to come back and here in that shot, and I was super happy to be there with him. Yeah, that's cool, man. I love how you're a very passionate guy, you're very similar to me when it comes to this sport, right? You wear your heart on your sleeve, and I think that's you know, and that's for the good. Like I don't know anything bad about you, Jesse. So, and I don't know you super well, but you know, like, <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> that. You know, well, you know, it's like I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and that can be good, but it can also be bad, right? But I think it's an important Absolutely. thing, right, to 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 show your emotion and to be like to be really proud for someone. It's it's a, an incredible thing, you know, because you guys like you're you're like this, right? And you go over there and do that together. It's yeah, I was uh, actually I had my whole apartment matted, so he was coming here to train, and like you know, we did two camps 
just getting ready just in case something came up. And like, that's like the kind of guy he is, man. Like he, he wasn't yeah. going to just sit around and do nothing. So I said, okay, let's train, man. And he, you know, he showed up and, and he always shows up. Uh, always surprises me because sometimes I'm like, you know, why'd you do that? Like, you know, you know better than that. And then we'll yeah. be like, like, like we were at the, at the fight. We, we, took a, we took some time and went did some grappling. And uh, I was like, dude, where was all this in training? He's like, it's in there. Don't worry, it's in there. He's just like, I'm like, like sometimes it's like, so I'm never gonna bug you about this again in training. He's <laughs> like, you know, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know better than that. And he's just like, relax, relax. Yeah. So just one of those know. supernatural athletes too, isn't he? He he is, man. He's gifted. I can't, I, I you know, as you know, his striking is like unreal. Like I've held pads for him. I like when we were there. I swear to God, I thought he broke my hand. I was like, wow, dude, you hit hard, like hit, hit this guy like that. And like, we're good. Like everything was good. Like the kid's Dave. unreal and to be his coach. And like, I, I've been at like every fight since the Dufour fight with him. So, you know, I, I see his process and, and we yeah. got a good thing going and things have been going really well. Uh, I, I think the whole, the whole last year was, you know, a lot of bad luck. Like it just seemed like you couldn't catch a break. And we were, you know, we were like persistent. It's like, don't worry, you know, everything's going to work out. And I told him when 2020 rolled around, before the pandemic stuff, I was like, after he won against uh, Troy Lampson, I was like, dude, this is your year. Like, there's no way that you went through all that stuff. We went through all that stuff that one year, and it's not going to work out for you. I mean, something's got to give. I mean, that's just the way the world works. In my mind, that's how it should work. It and, should. Uh, we were lucky enough, you know Lucky enough, it did. He, he, he uh, sent me a message late one night. He's just like, you know, look up this guy. And I'm like, okay. And he's just like, don't say nothing. And I'm like, all right. And uh, then a few seconds later, he was like, man, UFC, Fight Island, we're going. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. So, you know, it was awesome, awesome opportunity. And, you know, he worked hard for it. And I was a little worried because it was at 170. And I was kind of like, you know, after the, the Lampson fight, I was like, dude, let's just be finished with 170. Um, yeah. You know, he's he's on the small side of 170. He's he had the same issue that Chad the Priest had, and I was like, man, you know, I'd rather you fight at 55. You you have no problem making the weight now. He's like gotten really good at it. So, but he he, he took the risk and it paid off, and it, a huge paid off. Like I'm so happy for him. Like he got the bonus, and all yeah. I was there with him when he got the bonus. It was just nice. a moment. I'm 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 just honored to share the whole thing with him. It was yeah. totally incredible. You know. Cool, man. That's awesome. That, that's really great to hear. I love that. And it's it's a really kind of crazy story when you think about that whole journey of his, man. It's, it's really bananas. And it's it's quite a, yeah. like, it's a story that really should be told more on a bigger platform because it's a, it's a story of, like, never giving up and, and continuing to fight for your dreams, man. And, and like, that redemption at the end is just, like, a, a come-around story. And to be part of that, like you said, Jesse, is cool. And it's not, it, like, it, it would be cool if it was there, Canada Centre, but also the fact that you yeah. flew across the world to fight uh, out <laughs> and get it there is even more crazy, right? It was. It was nuts, man. And the whole process is like it's different than any because I, I I've been like I've done TKO, I've done yeah. PFL with Jesse, like so you see the process of how the shows work, mm -hmm. and it's like it's a lot different than your local shows, I but uh, like a lot different. But this one, they, like the first thing they said was this is going to be different than anything you guys experienced. So I'm like, oh God, right? So at least, but at least I'm not like in it alone. Like Jesse's in it, in it with me, right? So uh, you know, the whole process of like, you know, all the testing was, you know, they were they were very, very like very cautious to protect the fighters, the area. They told they told us they did thirty thousand tests for COVID when we were there, and nobody tested positive. You know, we had some false false positives, but uh, everything was like the way they they handled it was unreal you know what i mean it's like and you know you're out of you're out of the country you know all this stuff is going on you gotta be careful you gotta you know i think they were you know the, but like basically i've been doing the math and i think i was gonna say this to jesse today i was like man i think we've been quarantined for almost like four weeks like yeah, we had like zero sorry like you, you would have been quarantined over there too right yeah, man. So what happened was like we landed and we had to drive to Toronto. We flew to Vegas. Once mm -hmm. we got to Vegas, we, they took us to the hotel. They tested us right away. And we were locked in a hotel room for two for forty eight hours. We couldn't do nothing but stay in the hotel room. They and uh, so they, oh yeah, we brought I brought like I bought a video game system. Like I kept them busy, man. I'm not a gamer. 
I more yeah. or less bought it for Jesse because I know he <laughs> is, right? I'm more like movies and DVDs and stuff like that. So anyway, so they tested us and then we got it cleared for the first test. That gets you on the plane to Abu Dhabi. Like, okay, so mm -hmm. now we can go. Uh, so what happened? We get on the plane, uh, we fly to Abu Dhabi. The minute we get there, they take us directly to the hotel. As we're walking in, we're like hand sanitizing. Everyone's got masks on. Doesn't matter who you are, you got a mask on. Uh, we get into our hotel room, we drop off our stuff, we go downstairs immediately for testing. They test us, we quarantine back on our room, we're in there for 48 hours. The minute we get cleared, we get a little band says we passed, but we gotta go get tested again. So we take another test. So, uh, and then we're free to walk around because uh, you pass two tests, you're, you're there, you're okay. And yeah. then you have another test on weigh-in day. Okay, so we go weigh-in day, Jesse weighs in, Everything's good. We take the test. I mean, like we haven't left the freaking room, dude. Like we should not be testing positive at all. So we're yeah. good, right? So he weighs in, does the face off, all that. Then we get back to the hotel room. We got a whole plan for, for the next day for fight day. We're gonna wake up, gonna go to the beach, let him get a run on the beach, get him a little warmed up. We don't move around the cage a little bit that they had out there for everybody. Yeah. And, then, and then, you know, go back to the hotel and we're gonna sleep, right? So time to go to the fight. And like, okay, great plan. Yeah. We go to sleep and then we wake up and we get a phone call. And it's 7.30 in the morning and they're telling, telling us that Jesse tested positive. And we're wow. like, there's no freaking way, dude. Like, there's no way. And uh, so they come upstairs and they test him again. All right, so we're like, great. All right, so they test him. And then I'm like standing there with my passport because I'm thinking I got to get tested too because I'm in the room with them. And like, yeah. can you test me? And they're like, no, no, you're good. And I'm like, okay. So all my tests came back negative. Every single test I took when I was there came back negative. So Jesse had the false positive. So we're like, okay, well, they got to test him again. So then they come back at 930, says, no, I got to test you too. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay, so they test us. And the whole time me and Jesse are going like oral, one in the throat, you know, one it up the yeah. nose. I was, I was like, I, you know, my, my sister does that for a living. She says, it's not comfortable. Oh, go for the throat man. if you can. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So we go ahead. And uh, they're like, okay, no, we got to test you again. So they test me, and then they go back. They will get our results in, like, five hours. And this is fight day. Like, we don't have, you know, this is not good for a fighter. No, it's like no. he, needs to, he needs to be prepared, right? So we end up taking the test. They come back later, and they're like, we have to test you guys again. But this time we need both. We need the nose and the throat. And we're like, oh, God, oh, I, I don't want this right now. So we're like, okay, well, you know, we got no choice and there's no fight. So we take the test and then we're like, do you guys have the results from the first ones? And they're like, oh no, there's going to be in, in a little while. And we're like, man, we've been waiting like five hours. Like, this is crazy. So we finally get the results from the first one. They, te and they tested negative. Now they have to test the nose and throat. The, the, apparently the, the nose is the most accurate. So that's why they did that. And we're like, okay, you know, whatever wasn't comfortable it sucked but you know we did it yeah we get that we get the results and they come back they're negative okay great so the fight's on we found this out like two hours before we got to be downstairs oh. right so finally we know okay he's fighting and but the whole day everyone's telling us you know don't worry about it just keep preparing like you know you're fighting yeah. and it's like That's it's one thing normal. to say that to us right yeah. it's but we've had so much bad luck that like, there's no way we're gonna be calm about this, man, until we know we're walking out. So they finally get us downstairs. We're getting, uh, we get dressed and, and Jesse gets his hands wrapped and, and we're standing there and we're like, oh, thank God this is happening. Like, as soon as his hands started getting wrapped, I was like, there's yeah. no way anything can happen now. There's not, they're not taking this from us, right? And the whole time, that's what we're thinking. It's just like, it's just like, the, he's worked too hard. Like, and it's not right. It's like something has to work. Like the way the world and karma works, it's like, man, yeah. this is, you know what I mean? He's not a jerk. You know what I mean? As much people might think he's a, the way he is a little cocky <laughs> online and stuff like that. But dude, he's like literally the most genuine guy I've met. Like I wouldn't train him if I didn't think that. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've been fortunate enough that he, that he's let me do it. You know what I mean? He's had, he's had a lot of guys, a lot of guys help him. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm just fortunate enough to be one of the guys. Right. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, crazy spirit. And then he and then he goes in there and wins and chokes the guy out in like the first yeah. round. And I'll tell you right now, I was shocked. I was like, 
I did not think it was going to be a, a finish. I thought more or less we were going to go three rounds because Dolby was so tough and all the yeah. film that we'd seen. It's like, look at the guys he's, you know, he's fought, right? So we got to be really smart about this. And then uh, what Jesse did was he's like, I'm going to feel him out a little bit in the first round. He's like, don't panic. Like, just, you know, remember what to say and all that kind of stuff, right? And, uh, and then he felt him out a little bit. And then next thing you know, he dropped him. And we were like, everything we had seen previous, like in the other fights, it's like nobody really – they can, they've dropped them, but no one capitalized on it, right? They got really excited and then just tried to finish them. And he, Dolby is super tough. Like, it, it was very hard that, like, for guys to finish him, right? Like, he fought Darren Till, and Darren Till couldn't finish him. And it was, you know, impressive fight, too, right? So, you know, when Jesse yeah. dropped them, done. It was awesome. Did his nose? Who? Did Rotson get his nose broken? No, Jesse no. broke his nose when he hit him. No? No. No, it was el it was elbows, and he turned a little bit, and uh, then we kind of he kind of grinded his face a little bit to get him to turn. Yeah. We got the mount, and then he, he as soon as I screamed out elbows, I think he heard that, and he like he got a little scared, so he kind of bucked and gave up his back. And we had seen him do that in previous fights too. I noticed that like especially when he got mounted, when you get when you mount him, he'll reach yeah. up around you and kind of hold you, very old school Gracie kind of style, and it's like yeah. that's great against you know someone that doesn't know how to fight, but like. That's someone knows how to fight. We're gonna deal with that really That's easy, elbow. right? So Jesse just stuck stuffed his head and went to elbow, and he turned. And Jesse's been really working that rear naked choke. I can tell you from absolute hundred percent experience of it. Like he had did that choke to me on the Wednesday before the fight, and I was like, Jesus, man, that is nasty. As if you do that, it's over, right? And I didn't think he was gonna get it, but it was like as soon as he gave it up, and we seen it. I was like, dude, he's doing it. And then as soon as he gave it up, it was over. I was like thrilled like i i, I see the fight i finally watched it and like i'm on there like screaming and freaking out and i'm like oh my god i'm that yeah, guy but it was like hey, it was, you should be proud of yourself it was awesome. right? you i was more proud, proud of him i'm i i am like you know i'm very fortunate like my story's like you know to be where i'm at right now a lot of people that know me would tell you like mm -hmm. there's no way this would have been me like years ago and and mm -hmm. i really sorry Hard work and passion. That's what it is. I get honestly, man. Like when I first started training, like I wanted to fight. Like that was my main thing. Like I want to fight, and I wanted to fight in the UFC, like everybody, right? But yeah. you know, I started. I started late in life, uh, doing this sport, and uh, but I still loved it and still had passion for it. And I was just like, you know, what can I do with it? Because I had no other really options. You know, I don't have really much of an education. Like, this is my education. It's the best advice I ever got from yeah. – I didn't get much advice from my father, man, but, like, the best advice I ever got from him was, that, you know, if you're going to do something, at least educate yourself in that. And, like, be, like, educated in, in, in doing what you, in, in what you know, right? So I took that advice, and, you know, 12 years later, I got a black belt from, you know, arguably one of the best black belts in Canada. I've, stuck, I, I've, been, with, I've been with the same coach, the same team for the entire time. I could I can't see myself being anywhere else. Like, you know, it's family. It's family. That's a great story, man. And I think that's so important, Jesse. Like you said, like whatever like I look at myself kind of the same way. Like I went to school, like travel, I guess, is my kind of background in tourism, but like it's certainly not like an MBA in business or anything, right? But or no, a I doctor or lawyer. So I kinda of look at myself too as like a martial arts is my business and my education and it's really taught me a lot, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, whatever, but it, it's it's your life, right? And it's it's a, it's a crazy roller coaster sometimes for sure, man. And I love hearing that. I love yeah. hearing success stories too. Like people who worked hard and then like that's why like I saw you there coaching. I was like, but I, I knew you were coaching long before that. But it's I think it's great. Like I love seeing people I know who co coaching at the highest level and or fighting at the highest level. I think it's an incredible thing because I just I love the sport, man. So good to, I know it's all about Jesse, but it's also about you too, you know. You're yeah, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, honestly, man, like if it hadn't been with the experience I had with Chokes by the Ocean, I swear to God, I probably would have not been in this position. Uh, yeah. in the be, yeah. Dude, until I, until, I, until I did that and won, a lot of people kind of doubted me a bit because, you know, I'm not the biggest guy. I'm kind of small, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, even, even some of the guys in the gym be like, you know, dude, like, you know, I tap you out all the time. It's like, dude, I'm five foot four, a hundred and like, 40 pounds and you're a big huge yeah. MMA fighter 
Like, you know, there's, you have a bit of an advantage, you know what I mean? It's like, especially like, you know, it's not like it's 1993 and no one knows any jujitsu, you know, everyone knows some jujitsu, even if you're not that yeah. good at it, you still know something, right? Exactly, but yeah. uh, it was I trained Chad LaPreeze and uh, Chad got a win. He fought when he fought galore. You know, I helped him out with that training camp. He helped me the entire chokes by the ocean training camp. Like that was my tra main training partner was Chad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I knew I knew John Kelly was a bit bigger, and I figured, you know, you know, if I if I train with someone big and strong, when he grabs me, yeah, I'm not gonna freak out, right? Because I knew more than likely he's probably gonna take me down, and which yeah. he did. He ended up getting, you know, he grabbed that single right away, didn't panic. You know what I mean? So you know, it, it benefits of training with some real good training partners too. You know what I mean? But that whole experience, like as soon as people see, like you know, you know, maybe Jesse knows what he's talking about, and. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I, I got more opportunities, you know, I ended up, uh, you know, core, you know, cornering Malcolm for his title fight, uh, you know, Jesse Ronson for, the, for the, the TKO double title fight that he had, you know, so I've had opportunities based off of all that, man. So it was a great experience and I'm very thankful to you guys for letting me do it, man. It was awesome. Thank I really, I, honestly, I want to, I want to come back and do it again. I miss competing yeah. a lot. But I just, uh, for the, you know, when I got my black belt, I was, I, I made a decision, like, I've gotten my goal. Like, this is everything, everything I worked towards is like, my black belt was everything to me, man. So I, I'm sure you can relate, you train, man, you know what it's like, the journey. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, once you get it, it's like, man, you know, I really reached this. And then I got a lot of students that, you know, they got that same dream. They got the same goal. They, what's what they want. They need somebody that, that wants to help them, right? So, and I said, I'm gonna take two years. And just focus on the team and nice. get my guys good good and and and, and ranked up and, and and help build that you know help build that adrenaline gft brand yeah nice so cool man well those are very yeah. kind words, but I, I those are the things like to me jesse it's funny because people like out of all the high high level guys that we've had on the show like you know local uh ontario world level i speak to maybe five or six people from outside yeah. of the province, right? And it's amazing because like, I always used to be like, well, why, why don't they follow up or, you know, want to fight again or, or why, you know, why don't we talk? You know, I thought I was friends with these people and deep down it's like, man, you're just a one night stand. Really? Like yeah. at that point, you're there for a fight and that's what they're there to put on a show. And that's the relationship you have, right? So it took me a long time to learn that, but there are people like yourself and, and other people who, like I, I noticed the passion like that's involved because that's why I do it too. It's not about yeah. money or anything like that, and that's what kind of drives <laughs> God you. No. Fuck no, it's not I tell, about money. no, dude. I tell guys all the time, man. Unless you're like Gordon Ryan, like you ain't making yeah. that much money in, in this sport. It's like this has got to be a passion thing, and it got to be you know you got to want to do this. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, and I don't and I don't believe that anything should be given, man. Everything should be worked for and earned. You know what I mean? Like I put a lot of years in, into training and, and and learning, man. Like I spent the majority of the time learning. You know what I mean? Like and I still learn. I, I remember after getting my black belt, coming back to my apartment and Jake was showing me and Rowan some other stuff that he didn't show at the seminar. And I just remember looking at Rowan and it's like, I almost want to hand him this belt back and be like, geez, yeah. dude, like what the hell? But like Jake is unreal and the stuff i've managed to pick up off of him is helped me in rowan's jujitsu like tenfold man tenfold the houdini? No. You throw the houdini i don't know you might have like he showed know. us a lot man i'm telling i'm telling you like jake's unreal like like even like i'm watching Ooh. him compete and like holy shit <laughs> like unreal man like quite a bit well i shouldn't say quite a bit like so when we we would in picto before like jared and jason and kind of built the club there we we were kind of going between places and we would always go over to marmac and train with scotty noss and dan vanderlands and jake would randomly be there sometimes and, and paul carroll and all those guys so i've trained with them a few times man and but i've never rolled with them i've never i've never rolled with them or, or done anything like that but uh he's one of those guys man that you I'd have to say, like you say, arguably, he, I don't know who else like would be most successful black belt competition-wise in the country. Yeah, and he, but but even even out of Canada, like who who's gone who's gone to Brazil and lived like like what Gringo's gone to Brazil and lived for ten yeah, years. On. You know what yeah, I mean? Really well. It's it'll be interesting. You know, it's it's like I think he's probably getting close now to 
to being like, okay, I got to focus on a family or I, I don't know, you might know more than me, right? But or, or school or something like that and, and come back maybe in a few years or something. But there's a guy who's lived the sport, man. Like you said, went to Brazil. Yeah. And he immersed himself in the lifestyle, man. That's, that's his Absolutely. whole right like now he's got a bunch of black belts under him which is great too and he's he, yeah he's been great uh for canadian jiu-jitsu man for sure i couldn't agree more absolutely I, all these, I have all these interview questions randomly i'll ask them and i didn't have to ask one man look at this huh? <laughs> yeah for people who don't uh aren't aware so Jesse came out to Chokes by the Ocean, and that's what I'm always amazed at, man. Like people like yourself who are willing to come out and get yourself there and come compete and be so humble in the process. Like I don't give a shit how good you are. I really don't care how good you are. But if you're going to be a good person and a good role model for the sport and come out here and compete and be pleasant to deal with, man, you can compete on anything I do ever. Like, And that's what – I remember, I remember you saying that. that too, man. It's, it's true. I totally, believe it. I totally believe it too, man. Yeah. Absolutely. And it was like, you know, and it wasn't like I got to be on a card with like Diego Sanchez and, and you know, Oliver Taza, you know, the whole half the Denner squad is on there, man. And it's like, yeah. that was an awesome experience, dude. Just even, you know, to be a, be a part of it was awesome. It's like, to me, that's historic. Like, you know, happening yeah. on the East Coast. I, sub only, sub only is, is always been my favorite format. Like, I'm not, I'm not too big on tournaments. For yeah. me, it's, it's very, you know, it, the point game is, it could get very boring, you know. I even my guys like I, I, I like they'll go to tournaments and I'll, I'll make them play the game, and they all be like, "Man, that was you know what the heck was that?" And I'm like, "Dude, yeah. that's the game, bro. Like if you wanna I if you wanna do. win in that, then that's what you gotta do. But if you wanna fight, fighting's different, and that's mm -hmm. the thing about this sport, man. Is like there's kind of styles to jujitsu, and a lot, I think a lot of guys don't realize that, man. So I've had a lot of guys come at me and say, "Oh, Jesse should be doing this." And, Jesse should be doing art, you know, Chad should have did this. And it's like, man, like, it's a fight, guys. It's different, man. Like, you, you, you can say, you say that, man, when you get mounted and some guy's about to elbow you in the face, like, you're going to give up your back real, real quick. And, and, and honestly, it's a smart thing to do. It's just, mm -hmm. just be very confident in your, your ability to defend and escape. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like sometimes you got to give up position. Sacri I always tell the guys, you know, if you got to sacrifice the position, do it. Man, do I'll it, man. I mean, all day long, all day long. Someone can sit in my side control and crush me all day long, but I don't give a shit. Like you're not doing anything to me. Like yeah. you're not doing. You're putting pressure on me. But what the fuck is the point of this? Don't <laughs> exactly. You're wasting my time. Like I'm here to roll. I'm like win or lose. I'm here to roll. I'm not here to sit in side control. And that's the thing, right? Like like the sub only format for me was like this is this is what I want. This is, this is every day, every day I trained for 12 years, like this was the experience I wanted to fight because it's just it's so much, it's so open. My favorite, probably favorite grappler of all time is Jeff Glover. And I'll mm -hmm. never forget him saying this. I think he said it in a Meta Morris interview. Like this is how obsessive Jeff Glover I am. I, I watch interviews, okay? And he literally said, I don't care about having a boring match. You know, I just want to like, go like i want to have an exciting match like he, and he doesn't care about winning or losing so never have a boring match all right and that's always been my mindset like because you know i haven't i haven't I, you know i haven't won that much in jujitsu you know but like the experience of training and 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 competing is is is, is beneficial to everyone i mean not everyone's going to be a world champion in this sport right yeah. and i tell guys man you, you really want to be the best you want to be a world champion move to california you know, go yeah. go live out there and train with the killers, man, and, and you'll 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 achieve that, right? You know what I mean? If if you're just like mm -hmm. looking to, you know, do your thing and, and maybe fight in the UFC, hey man, I know I know I know I know I did corner there, you know. Yeah. I can help you out, right? The, so the world is your oyster, truthfully, you know. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, like I shouldn't be where, I shouldn't be where I'm at. So uh, you know, for it to happen is is you know, it's been awesome. You know? I hear you, man. I agree. And, and you know, like there's bad days, good days, but you got to focus on that positive and and embrace those days. And, and at the end of the day, you know, you can always say, well, it can always be worse. That's goddamn true. There's somebody right now in your neighborhood that has it worse, right beside you that has it worse. So cherish the positive moments, man. Keep being a good guy. You're you're a wonderful person who I who I've known for a while, and I and I think you do great things in the community, man. So keep it up, and hopefully we can get you back out here to the East Coast, my man. I Jesse appreciate it, brother. Thanks, sir. <laughs> Fuck, <that is> <laughs> Jesse Goff. Jesse Goff. Goff. Jesse Goff. 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 All right, there it is. There you go. All right. There it is. Perfect. <laughs>
All right, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thanks for jumping in here. I appreciate it. Thank you. Anytime, man. Appreciate it. Talk soon. Whoa, 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 I'm throwing Andrew on there. I'm off the ball here, folks, today. I'm all wired up. Uh, it's this beet juice. Uh, shout out to our sponsors at Beat It Sport. 400 milligrams of nitrates keep me fired up here. They got the nitrates going in the brain. It's throwing me off. All right, folks, let's get into our second interview. Again, sponsored by our friends here at Privateer Harley-Davidson in Halifax, the East Coast's largest dealership. Check them out online or just outside Halifax or at privateersharleydavidson.com. All right, let's get into it, folks. Our second guest here, uh, this is a gentleman who uh, he trains at Halifax BJJ as well. Uh, he trains at Queensbury Rules Boxing in Dartmouth. He's a man of uh, the bar. He's well-known in the bar industry across the We'll say across the country, I guess. Uh, he's a, a representative for, uh, I'm going to ask him to talk about that because I'm not a massive, massive drinker and uh, I don't want to screw up the name like I just screwed up Jesse's last name. So uh, we'll bring him on. He's a talented martial artist and we kind of want to talk to him. You know, he, again, he's involved in the, the bar and the restaurant hospitality industry and at a pretty high level. So you want to talk to people about like why it's important to know martial arts skills, not just in everyday life, but also in that industry. And, and I think it is a great, important conversation. And uh, yeah, why not? Uh, why not start here? So let's bring him on. Without further ado, Mr. Andrew Keys. How's it how going, man? Good. How are awesome. you? Good, good. Thanks for your patience. Nice to finally actually get you on here. I know I've tried it a couple of times and I've dropped the ball on you. So thanks for your patience. That's all right. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thanks for joining us. How have you been today? I've been great. I walked a big dog, and uh, now I'm just relaxing for the day. So I'm getting ready for this interview. Nice. I've been a little nice. nervous. No, oh, nice. No, you'll be good, man. You're good. No, uh, not working tonight. You're off. Yeah, I'm off. Uh, I took the the month off for a little mental break from the restaurant, actually, just to mm -hmm. kind of actually focus on some more martial arts and uh, a little. Uh, sometimes in the restaurant, you got to kind of take like a couple weeks to yourself because it can be stressful so uh, i'm glad i'm doing that for my, my mental health and physical health so for you man very important yeah. like my mental health has been a bitch lately it's i'm really struggling with it and, and like keeping positive and this whole thing is just really tough for everybody so i think mental breaks like getting outside training like you said i don't like i guess let's get into it with that andrew like for me training has changed my life you know i've been at it for like 11 12 years now and for me it's a mental outlet like i don't give a shit about winning or losing but i care about when i go there i don't think about anything else and i'm around people that i love and enjoy what, what got you into it um i got into it when i were i did um in cambridge ontario I nice. started in a martial martial arts uh, Muay Thai um, called Mass. It's uh, it's it was well known in Ontario. Uh, yeah. I did Muay Thai from 16 to 17, and I moved mm -hmm. to Ottawa and started working in restaurants. And then I think it was after my first uh, first like breakup, I was like, I gotta get back into this because I was like just working all the time. So I got into I went to Ottawa Academy of Martial Arts in Ottawa. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and then. Um, I was I saw these guys rolling on the ground. I'm like I'm like what's going on over there? They're like oh that's jujitsu. I'm like what the fuck is that? I'm like yeah. can I try that? And they just threw me gi that was way too big for me. I'm just like all right. And then got my ass kicked for a month. And I'm like okay this how, this is how you shrimp. This is how you protect yourself. And then right yeah. then and there I was when I was 19 I was I was hooked. And nice. uh, it definitely changed my life and how I kind of thought about like treating myself like in a restaurant and just everyday life as well. When my friends were going out after work, I was like, no, I got to train in the morning or I got to train at night kind of thing. So I feel like it's very important to, especially like even right now, like with COVID and working long hours in the restaurant, I, I always preach about it behind the bar that it's good to get into jujitsu, boxing, any any type of martial art. Yeah. So Cool. I love that. So then, then what brought you out here? Like you're originally from Ontario. What, what kind of got you out here? School or? Uh, no, my two, uh, my my mentor who taught me in Ottawa at a bar downtown, um, he he's from Halifax, so he moved out here to start his business, and yeah. I just kind of followed him out here and just took a chance. Flew, I didn't know anyone else out here except him, and I just flew out here two and a half years ago, and I was like, shit, I need to do jiu-jitsu again. I found BJJ Society, and I was like, yeah. thank God, so... That's awesome, man. Cool. Good for you. I love, I love stories like that. You just like, I'm the kind of the same way I, I traveled a lot and, and uh, just kind of moved and did things and followed my passions or whatever. And, and I think that's huge. What, like, do you notice any massive differences between the East coast and Ontario? 
being now oh here. for sure like coming from like ottawa like it's a it's a bigger city obviously but like coming out here people are a lot more nicer like people people welcome you with like open arms when i got here ottawa's a little different but <laughs> yeah i mean tons of friends tons of connections um and i feel like i'm i'm not gonna go i'm i'm gonna settle down here with someone and just like i want to i want to i want to live out here for the rest of my life because i love it out here that's good i love hearing that dude it's it's funny the difference i lived in ontario for a while too and i in, in what, what part right in toronto right on uh, on king west yeah. for quite a while and i worked in the bar industry too and, and not i was never a good bartender so i could never get a job as a bartender so i was always like a, a busser well right any restaurants you remember you worked at in toronto uh well i'll tell you one it was called the underground okay you know the underground probably wouldn't remember no. that no. Well, I think it's, it's still called the Underground. It's called the Underground Garage, I think, now. Um, okay. It's on, it, it might not even be there. It's, it was like right on King and uh, Bathurst almost kind of thing, right in the okay. corner. I mean, there's so many restaurants there, right, popping up and shutting down. Yeah, but, and it was, this was like back when you could smoke inside too, right? Okay. Like, <laughs> this is like, probably like 2008, 2005 to eight, something around there. But good times, man. A lot of time spent there. and. Uh, the brass right i mean other places but uh no a lot of a lot of fun uh good times up in in toronto man it's a, it's a good city and but what i think about here in halifax it's kind of like a mini version man like there's some really good restaurants in dartmouth like let's we'll, we'll go back into martial arts here but obviously you're involved with a, a new bar here in dartmouth the yeah scene I, pardon me sir the scene is really good like craft beer good food restaurants like i love it yeah, in, the, in like the last like ten years, uh, like there was, you couldn't even get a good cocktail. And the last even well, the last three four years, like the cocktail scene has gone up. The restaurant industry is the quality of it is raised, and mm -hmm. we're known around the country now for our food and drink, which is great. Really interesting. Yeah. Wow. Halifax is making a lot of noise in the restaurant scene and bar scene right now. So perfect. That's good. I love hearing that because. It's all again, like that's a thing. Like it's such a huge goddamn risk. There's a lot of people, man. Like even that, like dear friend, that's a big risk. But you look at yeah. the place, it's a beautiful spot. I've been in twice now. I haven't oh, seen amazing! It. How'd you how'd you like it? Great. Sat on the patio both times. Every nice. time I'm there, I think it's the flower shop, but the flower shop's still there. Yeah, I know it's right, but it's right. It's still like it looks like it's a part of it. It's confusing. I know. But was it a bike shop? Pardon me. Was it a bike shop before, or is the bike shop no, still the, there? The bike shop's right here. Dear friends here, then the flower shops here. Oh, so dear friends, right, dear friends, right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Matt yeah. and Jeff, uh, Matt Boyle and Jeff Van Horn, they own the Clever Barkeep, and they they work their asses off to open that place, and uh, it's doing very well. Cool, cool. Well, that's because of a lot of people like you, man. Like, um, I guess we'll we'll kind of with that segue. We'll get back into martial arts and like kind of why it's important for people who are in the industry because it's kind of an interesting conversation because i think it actually is super important you know like when people think of a bouncer you know which i don't know how many bouncers train martial arts maybe one or two of the staff i don't know I mean, I, they I all should but maybe they all should for sure it's almost like the cop thing in the states or here right like now it's illegal to choke somebody in nova scotia if you're a police officer they made it illegal like but then then what's the other option you have to like hit their head or like you know what i mean it's safer to choke someone and restrain them than hit, okay. like use aggressive i don't know that's no, a touch conversation right but i'm yeah. on the i'm on your side yeah it's well that's it it's an interesting but i'm like are majority of people that you know in that industry like in the hospitality industry is there how many people do you know that actually train uh there's one guy at dear friend that does boxing but other than that like it's kind of funny when like even in ottawa or here i'm just like i'm like sitting there after jiu or like coming from jiu-jitsu setting up the bar i'm like guys you gotta you gotta try jiu-jitsu man and then they're like ah like how much is it the month I'm like, it's like a hundred bucks a month, let's say. Yeah. Like, ah, it's too expensive. I'm like, I just saw you drop 120 last night at the bar. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you can, you got to put your money, like, you can invest money into yeah. drinking and like, or like going out and not kind of benefiting yourself, but you can put $200 a month into your mental health, physical health, which will help you perform better as a server, 
bouncer, bartender. So I can't stop preaching that because uh, I've struggled with like substance abuse throughout the years of restaurants um, mm -hmm. and bar bartending, even working in kitchens at a young age. There was always drugs and alcohol around. Sure. I recently just uh, decided uh, I'm going to go sober. So I'm going to be a sober bartender. Awesome. So that's, yeah. yeah. And that's going to help with training as well. Cause like, I'm not going to show up kind of hungover. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I just uh, decided to do that, which is, I'm really happy about, but uh, it's a little weird trying to approach that in the restaurant industry, yeah. but it's possible. And the, how I'm like excited about it, I'm just like, well, it's just going to help with training. So I'll tell you, man, it will help with training tenfold. And it's important that you're saying so, that on here too. Man, it's important to be like, fuck, I'm doing this. Like, I'm doing it. I don't I don't drink much at all. And I'll tell you, Andrew, if I have like one or two drinks or even more, the next day when I train, I'm screwed. Like, I feel it. Shit. I can't breathe. I'm like, Hello? yeah, are you still there? There you are. You hear me? Uh-oh. You hear I'm me, buddy? Control connection. All right. We'll just bring you out. We'll bring him right back. Oh, so shit. You difficulties here folks dun, dun, dun. good old Halifax Wi-Fi <laughs> stay tuned folks we'll be right back we're having a technical glitch Again, thanks to our sponsors here at Beat It and Privateer Harley Davidson for this fantastic episode. I've got to say, this these beat shots are really delicious. I've got to say, quite impressed. Quite impressed. Let's see if we can get Andrew back on here, folks. Dun, dun, dun. Looks like we're having a little trouble, but uh, for anybody, uh, there he is. See if we can get it back on here. Sorry, what's happening? No, right. no. Sometimes the just Wi-Fi. There's a lot of shit going on. A lot of people streaming stuff, and yeah, it's all good. Um, I, the only problem is I don't know what we were, we were talking about. Uh, like people in, in the industry, and then you going sober, and like just man, like I smoke weed. That's what I do um, for my mental health, and, and you know. I like I was saying about drinking, like I just if I drink, have two drinks and then go train the next day, I feel it, man. Like I'm sluggish and it's not. And going back again to the bar and hospitality industry, like it's so hard to do that. Like you're a bartender. Everybody wants you to have a drink with them or whatever, right? So good for you. Well, it's a transition of like being in like not in being like that bartender who like I was that bartender who was out drinking all the time and then I slowly got like a little more professional, but I think this is like the good switch of like, okay, I'm gonna like take care of my mental health, physical health, so I can be the best behind, the best on the mats or like work my way up to being very like training and then working behind the bar and being like mentally there and fit for service, I guess. Yeah, yeah, very well said, man. I think it's important like for service, like how many people do you know in this industry? I've worked on cruise ships, like for a little bit of background about me, yeah, I worked on cruise ships for like six years for Disney as well. And then oh, I, wow. I the travel industry. So I take people on like luxury vacations, like seniors on luxury vacations around the world. That's kind of my job. Um, and then that shit the bed, obviously, with COVID again. But so I know all about service, man, and how important it is and how bullshit, for the most part, people suck at it. Yeah. So <laughs> it's crazy to me. Make eye contact and be nice. And it, it, like that's all you need. You're going to make some money. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty simple. It's a simple idea, but people can fuck it up. Yeah, and I think lack of training, I think, is a big thing too, right? Like, they're like people get stagnant and a little bit, uh, like, in they get too comfortable, big time. And that's why when you go to like a place like Dear Friend or or any of these new places, for example, that like Clever Barker or whatever, and it's a fresh, it's, it's people like you at the bar or, who are fresh. They're, they're like you say, you're mentally ready, you're, you're excited for the job, you know, just like, what do you want? Right? Yeah. And I really <laughs> Halifax has good service, man. I got to say, like, you get random shitty ones, but I got to say, I, I love the scene here. Yeah, me too. And I love the, the martial arts scene here is great. Um, I, didn't, I didn't really know much about Halifax or the martial arts scene, but yeah. BJJ Society has been fantastic when I started. 
Um, cause it's just BJJ, no other, like there's no Muay Thai guys in the corner or like, you know what I mean? So it's, uh, everyone's just all about jujitsu there. And then obviously I just started at Queensbury and they're an awesome gym. Um, but yeah, it's funny with, uh, jujitsu you have to, um, I'm thank God I was like, I didn't think we were going to be able to train for a long time, but we were in like certain bubbles, like mm -hmm. training bubbles. Mm -hmm. So we can only train with the same people for the next however long, but uh, it's funny. It's funny. You get like you get a bond with those people you probably wouldn't have got a bond with, with a bigger class. Yeah, so, true. And it's kind of like uh, private lessons when there's only like seven people there and an instructor, like yeah. you, you have more focus to like refine your skills when the instructors focus on less people. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of working out really well. and I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And I'm glad for those guys too. They've worked hard at doing that. And it's a great gym. So it's nice to see people being successful and hopefully other gyms can, I know other gyms are doing the same, but it's, is there any uh, other, sorry, but like, is there any other, like what other big gyms are around Halifax or I guess Dartmouth Halifax? So there's quite a few actually, like in no particular order, I guess, like if you're looking for like MMA, you know, if that's what you're looking for, Peter and, and Gavin over there, Titans and Pat and all that crew of Titans would be the, they got great jujitsu and everything too. Obviously, uh, you have Clinch out in Sackville, uh, Victory Jiu-Jitsu out in Sackville, you have Forza and Cole Harbor, uh, Fit Plus and Darkmouth. And then all the boxing clubs. Who else? Uh, Three Seven Four and Kemp Road. Manimal Athletics out in Lucasville. Man, the list goes on and on. I don't know what other clubs. There's got to be other clubs too that I'm missing. Like judo clubs. Still cutting out here. Damn it. Dun, dun, dun. That's okay. Can't hear me anymore, eh? God damn internet! You'll have to. Bring yourself out and bring yourself back in again. We're having some audio issues and Wi-Fi issues with Mr. Keys, folks. My apologies. Again, we're just chatting about uh, dealing and uh, working in the bar hospitality industry here in Nova Scotia and learning martial arts at the same time. So we're kind of chatting about that with Andrew Keys, a well-known bartender and uh, guy here in the Halifax area. So let's get him back on here right quick. All right, buddy. Hey, what's no, up? no, it's not your fault. It's no, it's it happens sometimes. So that's the beauty of the internet, man. Patience. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. People, people don't want to watch; they can fast forward or get out of here. Whatever. Yeah. But, what happens when it cuts out? Does it just like go to your face, and then I get connected back in? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, just, it's fine. And then I keep jabbing along, and then bring you back on. It's all good. okay. Perfect. Yeah. No, we're good, man. So. Um, but now again, I forget what we're talking about. <laughs> Are you talking about Halifax Jiu-Jitsu and the bubbles and how nice it is? Yes. Yeah. Uh, all the different clubs in, in uh, Nova Scotia. Just in the, that's just in the HRM, man. Like the scene has really exploded here in the last little bit, and it's because of a lot of different factors, a lot of different people working together and stuff. And, and it's good, man. It's a it's a great scene out here on the East Coast, and it's a uh, for the most part a pretty positive scene, to be honest. Like there are lots yeah. of other scenes that are not the same. Like that. like uh what scenes if you don't like 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 the martial arts scene you know yeah you yeah, yeah okay oh yeah. you're saying which, which ones aren't like, like in Tro like in Toronto Montreal Vancouver yeah, yeah. Okay. Quebec's a good show no question yeah um and it's weird, man like I don't know if it's gonna come out better are you still there to lose you again we're having some audio issues with Mr Keys folks not sure what's going on here. But we'll try one more time to bring him on here. My apologies for this. For anybody who is paying attention, episode 100 coming up next week, episode 100. Pretty excited for that one. Actually, Sunday night we got a great episode as well. Sunday night we got Mr. Matt McGrath, Dijon Kajic. Uh, well, I'm going to fix that pronunciation so he doesn't murder me before we bring him on. And then, of course, uh, Ontario's own Lyndon Whitlock. That'll be Sunday night, but episode 100 next week. Really excited for that one. We have uh, some heavy heavy hitters coming on that episode. We got TJ Grant, Mark Hominick, Braulio Estima, and Stuart Cooper. Oh, and also Frank Trigg. Fantastic episode. Super excited for that one. And uh, big, big, big giveaway as well. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that one. And uh, we'll try to get Andrew on here again. Uh, not really sure what's going on with his Wi-Fi. Um, but there he is. He's outside now. Let's see if we can get him on here for one last 
One last spin kick at the can. Dun, dun, dun. Not looking good, Andrew. The old Wi-Fi for Andrew is not looking good, unfortunately. But that's okay, folks. We got a little bit of good information for him on martial arts and uh, the hospitality industry here in Halifax. So we'll uh, we'll pump him up again. We'll get him on. It's important to talk to people like that who are training martial arts and, and getting involved in our sport out here and, and you know, who who's going to be a help and a leader for them. So it's good to hear Halifax Jiu-Jitsu is a place that he loves and enjoys training. And uh, wherever it happens to be that you actually train, um, hopefully you're continuing to train. and. Uh, be supportive, be a good to Uki or training partner, as they say. And, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Anyway, folks, have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back again, like I said, with episode 98 on Sunday. Another one on Monday with the Dodge Sports Edition. And then, as I said, episode 100 coming up on Tuesday with Mark Hominick, TJ Grant, Braulio Estima, Frank Trigg, and Stuart Cooper. Fantastic. Super excited for that episode. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. We'll try to get Andrew back on here at another time. We'll see if we can get him on and uh, get his internet working a little bit better or, or our internet. Sometimes that happens, folks. So no big deal at all. We'll, we'll, we'll get him on with uh, three or four other gentlemen or ladies from the community here in Halifax. We'll do a little uh, hospitality roundtable or something like that. Anyway, folks, uh, if you're out there, I would say, please be kind, but that's what Alan said, and supposedly she's a bitch, so I guess I won't say that. Anyway, be good to one another out there, folks. Lots of love. We'll catch you Sunday. We're out. Thanks for tuning in, and make sure to hit that subscribe button. As always, thanks to our friends and sponsors. Without you, none of this is possible.